Okay, and we're live on the Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest for you. It's Kenny Klaus from, you're in uh, Arizona. So Kenny, want to take a quick second and tell a bit about it yourself and why you're here. Yeah, hey, no, I appreciate the opportunity. Got referred over by uh, Beth um, Sandberg, and I, uh, I'd flown up to Philadelphia and done a class and met her there, and she referred me over. So Beth, I appreciate that. Um, no, just a chance today to talk a little bit about uh, niche, niches, obviously, and I started uh, farming in real estate in 2001, started my career in 99, uh, but started just consistently since 2001, um, and I'll say marketing to a farm, uh, meaning sending a monthly newsletter, items of value, things like that, and started with uh, about 1,700 homes, one subdivision, and then uh, about two years later, we grew that to about 5,000 homes, uh, about two more years after that, went to 8,000 and, and now we're up to about 21,000 in one farm. And then this year we've expanded and started two new farms geographically. Um, and we do it based on zip codes out here in Arizona. Okay. The zip codes are tight enough. So Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I want to yeah. delve into. But before we get started, can you t- tell us a bit about yourself before the real estate? Were you doing anything outside of real estate before that? Yeah, actually, I uh, I was the FedEx guy. So, uh see those guys out running around delivering packages. I uh, did that for 13 years. Um, and uh, actually, that's really how I kind of grew into the farming model was just because once you got a route with FedEx, you know, you'd run your route and get to know it real and you had to run around and cover everybody else's route and realized, you know, you didn't know where to park, where to deliver to, what time to pick up. And, and then when you got your own route, you know, you got to build relationships and know people and know your businesses, know your houses, and uh, you became a lot more efficient and a lot more knowledgeable, and you felt like you were serving your clients better. So that model kind of, you know, as I moved into the idea of getting a real estate license and getting into that, it's kind of the vision I had, you know, as I as I grew into the real estate industry. Okay. So what got you actually into the real estate business then? Oh, just one of my FedEx managers uh, showed me a, a commission check he had gotten one time. He was doing it part-time, and it was a pretty good, pretty good number back then, and I went, wow. And I said, you know, I sky's the limit opportunity, and uh, I, I'd like to go for that. So I, and he said, you know, I think you'd be really good at it. You're a good people guy, and um, you know, you always excel here. And you know, I think you should do it. So I started going to classes, and then did both for four years. Actually, um, I went from full time to part time to just unloading containers in the morning for FedEx, but. Uh, keeping those full benefits for quite a while and so that was a big deal uh, as I you know as I transitioned to be able to go full-time into real estate okay so what was that look like for you to make that jump into that farming because sometimes that scares a heck of a lot of people you were you said you were about two years into the business what got you to do that why that jump and what did that look like for you when you got started well I just we had moved into a new subdivision um, or we were moving into a new subdivision and where the schools were right there. It was a little bit further out, bigger house, newer. And uh, I'm like, you know what? They're still selling new. Nobody is doing real estate out here yet because a little bit further out. Seeds. And so I started visiting the builders while our house was being built and getting copies of all the floor plans, getting to know the salespeople. Um, and of course, you know, we were going to live there, raise our family, and we're actually still in the same house since 2001, and um, had the kids have graduated school, and and uh, just thought, you know what, geographically, if I can uh, 
stay within about a five-mile radius and do the majority of my business seems to make a lot more sense for me, for my clients, for my time. Um, and I thought, man, if I could just do this for 10 years, I could probably have a pretty big business. And so I set a 12-month budget and said, I'm not going to touch this money. Uh, it's all going to go into um, you know a monthly budget to do the newsletter, whether I get a listing or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I did get a listing my very first month. Then I went seven months without a listing, and I got three appointments in my seventh month, um, executed all three. Yeah, I just didn't track, um, you know, after that, how many listings I was getting per month. Okay. But, uh, but um, you know, again, it's been consistent since then. Okay. So for you, you obviously picked it because you were living in the neighborhood. You yep. Now you teach people how to do farming. Do you get people to pick a farm for turnover rates for because they live in the area? Like what's the, what would you say makes a good farming area then? Well, you know, it's interesting because of course we teach turnover rates but back when i picked my farm you know it wouldn't have made sense for turnover rates because it was you know still new construction i picked it because nobody else was out there yet and i still had an income you know with fedex right um but you know yeah we teach you know obviously turnover rates uh, budget is number one too i mean you got to make sure you have money to invest into it you know is there a dominant agent is there somebody that has you know, 15, 20, 25% share of that market. Um, it's not that you can't go into that market later, but maybe there's an area close to it you could take. And it, is it somewhere where you want to be doing business in 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road? Um, because again, what happens with farming, for me at least, it's went from having a real estate job to actually owning a real estate business in the community now. Mm-hmm. So our brand is bigger than anything else. Um, and whether I'm in the office or not, we're still doing business, you know, every day um, because we're just now the, the real estate company for the area. And we, and we have a decent market share. There's still more to be had, but uh, uh, it's really made a predictable business year over year, um, you know, where we've been averaging, you know, 250 sides up until like 2010, and now we're averaging, you know, about 375 sides a year. Wow. Um, consistently so how much of that is coming from the farms then you know it's interesting because i get that question and i would tell you that the uh, a high percentage of it but it's it's hard to track because we get a lot of business outside of our farm but a lot of it originated in the farm or someone in the farm referred those people to us um you know a lot of internet leads come in from listings in the farm and they buy in a different area right but i would say it's definitely the number one source um uh, and the highest um, return when you talk about you know what's the best type of lead out there you know obviously uh, you know past client referral client we all know that and then for me the next is is really a farm client because they kind of already know you it's kind of a soft intro because yeah. they've been seeing your marketing versus you know an internet lead or um, a sign call or things like that okay so I've got a ton of questions for you so one of them would be what would you say is the average time frame that people should expect to see a deal? Because that's something that agents get hung up on and they kind of want that instant results. Do you have an average time that people should be expecting results? Well, I can tell you we just started a new farm. We just hit our seventh month and um, we've had one buyer, um, one short sale, and we just got um, two listings this month off of it. Uh, The other farm we're three months into, we've had goes to refi the other one has two houses to sell and they're just waiting for their relocation letter uh so that farm you know but again if i was teaching it 
I'd err on the on the long side and say, you know, it could be six months before, you know, you get your first actual listing uh, converted. But you know, you need to budget for at least twelve months because yeah. it takes time for people to you know to see the brand, trust the brand, and consistency builds trust. Uh, a lot of people think of it as boring consistency, but what it does is it builds trust in in their eyes over time. So at what point do you usually see agents giving up? Because a lot of agents say they're going to try farming and they don't really commit to it. So do you see that um, point where I, people... Realistically, within within the first, by the third mailing, they're done. Is it because they're not getting the results or because they're not getting Correct. what they're hoping? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and a lot of it, keep in mind too, a lot of it, they wouldn't even read the, their own crap they put out. <laughs> I mean, they put out crap and expect the result. I mean, yeah. you know, I... I we send these, you know, people send these canned newsletters and then go, I don't know why anybody doesn't even open them. They just do crap. You wouldn't read them and they know they're canned. Um, you know, with our newsletter, we have a, a different approach than other people. We do more of a community-based newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fly under the radar um, and we get into the, you know, into the kitchen table because it's, it's a about the community it's about the sports teams it's about real estate it's about community events it's about you know we do a positive neighbor story um we do interviews of businesses it's a lot more work but the return is there because it's authentic people they want to read it because it's about their community right. um you know i was just in austin last week and on stage with with a, with another guy and you know he's crushing it up in another area and he does a big you know eight and a half by eleven type um postcard all real estate and then he prospects over the top of it and does extremely well, um, and that works too. So, it, but it's 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 really you know making sure that you know it's value, it's consistent, it's full color, so it's quality, um, and it's consistent. So, but again, sometimes we just send out you know garbage and, and then you know black and white or colored paper, and then wonder why you know they don't want to pay us three percent or six percent to list a property. So. <laughs> So when you were getting started, you mentioned your size. How you said it was about eighteen hundred. Seventeen hundred, and it was just basically one subdivision. Okay. So what was your budget like for that first year? Well, back then we didn't have you know every door direct like we do now. So postage was a little bit higher, and then color printing because you're not doing bulk was a little bit higher. So if I remember correctly, I want to say I was about you know, probably close to 60 cents, maybe 75 cents a piece. Um, so it was, you know, close to that thousand, twelve hundred a month budget type thing. Okay. So for you, when did you start really getting a hold of the, the areas owning it? Because again, you can get started, you can be farming for a year and get a few deals, but what, at what point did you actually lock it down and kind of make it your own farm? By our second year, by my second year, because I was doing, you know, community-based open houses. We have a golf course in the center, so I was setting up in the golf course parking lot, saying available list of homes for sale, um, sponsoring, you know, the teams, um, you know, just very involved in uh, everything that was going on. I had a golf cart at the time that had, you know, our logos on it. Um, so, but I would say by year two, because I, what I did is I had a, uh, and what I teach in my class is really a, a well-rounded approach, where it's not just getting to know all the houses, but I would literally walk the shopping centers, get to know the business owners. Mm-hmm. I started a neighborhood network group, so I, was, I walked into their business adding value, not trying to just get real estate business, and I think that give-to-receive mentality. So I'd say, hey, you know, we do a little neighborhood network meeting at this little restaurant, you know, third Tuesday of every month at 7.30 in the morning, love to have you come out. 
And then, uh, you know, as I built those relationships, then they'd let me put newsletters inside their businesses, the extra ones, so that, you know, we'd start co-opting with the community. And then, you know, several years ago, we started shooting business videos where we would go in, just shoot a video, introduce them to the community, let them tell us about their business, and then be able to post it, you know, on Facebook and our community website and things like that. So very uh, – my my farming model is very interactive with Mm -hmm. the community. Some people just like to send the postcards and – you know, and then prospect around it. We've never door knocked. We've never prospected. Uh, up until three weeks ago, we just started prospecting through the neighborhood, which um, I highly recommend. We're having great success, um, even in our new farms. Of just, hey, did you want to make sure you got our newsletter? You know, um, you know, are you curious about the value of your home? We're sending out a lot of CMAs, things like that. So. Okay. So you sounds like you've done a lot of stuff and tried a lot of things. Obviously, some worked and some haven't. What was something you tried that you thought was going to be amazing and just kind of fell flat? You know, we did – tell you when I actually share it on in our class because we talk about kind of the do's and don'ts. So I've got several don'ts in there. Uh, one is I, I don't recommend joining the HOAs. Um, if you have homeowners associations, main reason is, you know, half the people hate them and then the other <laughs> half eventually will. And so um, if you're associated, that's not good. Uh, we did a Christmas contest one year where we thought it'd be cool. I had these signs made. I had medals made up and built this website they could go on and vote on. And we picked these 12 homes in the community that, you know, we felt were decorated the best, and which, which not only meant that if you weren't in the 12 – you know, you felt like you were a loser. Mm-hmm. And then really what ended up happening, instead of picking a winner, we actually, you know, ended up with 11 losers, if you will. Right. So, yeah. um, it just, uh, now we do, um, you know, kind of the lighting showcase where we just, everybody can nominate, you know, everybody can send us their address and we'll post all the homes. But this way, everybody makes the list. Yep. And there's no voting. <laughs> that's, so. that's good. That's good. So that first year when you were getting started and you were doing it, was it just you? Did you have a team? Did you have other people in place? Because that can be nerve-wracking for some people to just take a farm on by themselves. Yeah, and I did all that wrong in the beginning. Um, you know, you, you just you, you hire out a need, um, but you don't really have a plan, uh, especially as a salesperson. But, um, yeah, I, I uh, had, a, had a gentleman. I um, He kind of came in and started doing some of the – uh, newsletter design and um, kind of helping with it, and, and that lasted a little while. And then we had to part ways, and then I hired my first assistant, who's actually still with me today. Um, and then uh, about a year after that, about '03, my brother actually moved back here from New York, and he's uh, kind of as our runner, uh, helping me with all the little miscellaneous stuff. And now he's our listing manager and has been for. Uh, about 11 years now, so almost 12 years. So. Okay. So what would you say is the size of your team in total? Uh, we have 18 on our team right now. Okay. And it's the biggest we've actually been. So. Okay. And when you're doing – so back, I want to go back to that, again, those first couple of years because that's where most people are. If they're thinking about getting started, that's kind of yep. where they're at. Yep. Um, what – I mean, because some people are going to get discouraged. They're going to get disappointed. What did you do to keep yourself motivated and keep going? Because you're spending money. You're not getting the results that you may expect. What were you doing to keep yourself pumped up? You know, I just I just believed in what I was doing, and I believe that it, it you know, any business, you know, it, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success type thing. And yeah. so it just took time to, you know, it just took time to build. And uh, fortunately for the first four years, 
you know, I had a part, you know, I had my FedEx income part time, um, paid off all my debt. Um, you know, my goal is to have 10,000 in savings. And when I got to about 30,000, I was still working both. I was just scared, you know, that what if, mm-hmm. but, um, I just believed in what I was doing and, you know, you were just genuine and, um, and then kept growing, you know, I went and got designations. I took classes, you know, I knew as a real estate, I didn't know the real estate business. I didn't have a history of it in my family. I had to get educated and, um, you know, be more well-rounded to, to help consult people, you know, consult, consult with people and, and add value. And I'm, you know, I'm a high eye in my disc profile. So I enjoy people and making sure I'm, I'm taking care of them and doing a really good job. So, you know, a lot of education in the beginning, a lot of just believing, you know, that we were doing the right thing. Okay. So what happened then for you to take over the next farm and expand it? Like what point did you hit and when did you decide, okay, this is, I've got enough business from here that I want to expand? Well, you know, we started to get up to that, you know, 12, 13 listings in one neighborhood. And, and then we started getting calls from the, the two adjoining neighborhoods from people who lived in our other one, friends, family over there, people who heard about us, people who saw our marketing, um, and so we started getting listings over there and I went, holy cow, maybe we should start sending the newsletter <laughs> over there. There's another, you know, we could, we're going to triple the size of our farm, um, but it's going to come at a cost. And so again, you know, living within our means, like I said, we're still in our same house today. You know, we weren't buying vehicles and buying stuff. You know, it was a, it was an investment so that, you know, like Dave Ramsey says, you know, live like no one else so that you can live like no one else. And yep. that was really, fortunately, my wife and me's philosophy was, you know, just be humble, be budgeted and uh, and lead with revenue. You know, don't, you know, just keep reinvesting into the business. I mean, in 04, I bought a moving truck. In 05, I bought a commercial building in our farm. You know, we now have three wrapped vehicles. It was it was a matter of, you know, having that visual presence, just like a FedEx truck in our neighborhood. So people were seeing us, you know, they were like, gosh, you get sick of seeing us. We're everywhere. <laughs> but then when they're ready to sell, it's like, well, that's the guys we want. You know, we want people who are marketing, who are investing in their business. And, and then I, I will tell you, the other piece was, you know, being charitable. You know, we donate bottles of water to the high school and the elementary school, um, you know, supporting the little league teams. And, and that's the key to this is, you know, a lot of what we're doing is not stuff that isn't what other people are doing. We're just laser focused in an area yeah. and doing it in that area versus, yeah. you know, shotgun approach. We're more of a, you know, a sniper approach, more more hyper local. Yeah, I was just, I have, because uh, I'm a productivity coach in the office and I was coaching one of my clients this morning and that's, we were talking about that exactly. I said, you, you can do the exact same things and if you're not doing it in a targeted area, those things go unnoticed. But as soon as you do those in a targeted area and do the same things, you could be volunteering, getting involved, getting listings, door knocking. When you do that and combine it, it just compounds. So it becomes huge for the business it, it, if you and do it, it right. And it leaves residual. I mean, you know, yeah, it leaves residual stuff, whereas, you know, you do a listing in one part of town, and by the time you do just list it, just sold, you know, three months later, all that stuff's blown in the wind. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it in the same area, and they keep seeing your open house and your, you know, your little ad things at the grocery store, and then your moving truck. And, and I understand not every, again, I wasn't there either. And, and it's, and it's you know, once you build a big business, it's it's tough. you got to keep keep focused every day and, and doing it. But, you know, you just you just start small. You know, that whole, you know, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. Yep. And it's just it's just baby steps 
and you know Gary Keller in, in the one thing you know he talks about the one thing and I was it just hit me and I was like wow I didn't even know what I was doing back then <laughs> but we really were doing our one thing we, yeah. I was just geographically focusing on an area you know and and you got now we get referrals all over the valley but we still have our hub, we still have our center, and the rest are just spokes coming off of it. So um, it's been pretty cool to see what's happened. So so, so for you, when you're in that uh, farm, what's kind of a success ratio for you? Like, what's, Is there a certain percentage that you want for market share? Um, last year we ran about just, uh, just, just over 17% market share. Um, <clears throat> we have some new areas that have grown in our farm, so we're working on uh, gaining more market share in those areas. So mm-hmm. what happened is, you know, we we went from, you know, we went from 12,000 homes to 17 to 21 relatively quick, like mm-hmm. in three years. And so you take on all these new addresses, and of course it takes time for the brand even now to build into those new neighborhoods because right. some of them are 2012. And of course here in Arizona we got you know just decimated from 07 to really you know until 2011 when things all of a sudden. All the investors went okay. They're at the bottom, and then bought us, you know, brought us back up a little bit. Um, It was it was an interesting market. The cool thing about farming is what I found out is during the short sale market, um, they needed a trusted advisor more then than they do in a a regular market. And we had and what we did is we had built a trusted audience. They knew our brand, so I started teaching you know avoid foreclosure, know your options, and we started doing you know short sale workshops with an attorney and a CPA and. You know, people would just show up because they trusted us and they'd come to get the information. Whether they listed or not, um, we felt like it was a great resource. And now to our community, we teach a program I started called Road Back Home. And, you know, roadbackhome.com, we just teach them now how to get on the road back home. So they come out, whether they're ready in three months or two years, hmm. you know, you're building that relationship yep. and uh, taking them out of circulation. Wow, that's awesome. So. So I've had Jenny Weimert on. Um, I don't know if you know Jenny. She's from Orlando, and she does farming as well. And she mentioned that a lot of her business is, I mean, most of her business is focused on just the listings itself. She said she doesn't even really do much buyer lead stuff because she doesn't prospect for buyers because she just happens to get them because they're getting the listings. Do you focus mostly on listings, or are you doing stuff to generate buyer leads within that farm? No, we've uh, we had a huge shift in in that um, over the last probably two years with our buyer team, specifically the last year. I think we I think we closed 136 buyer sides last year, um, and we're going to break. Uh, we've already broken that this year, uh, or we're real close to break. Written contracts we've broken. I think our closed we're we're almost there, and mm-hmm. we still got a couple months. Um, we're running probably. Probably close to 60-40 right now, 60% of our business listing, 40 buy side, so very balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got you know five full-time agents working the buy side, two part-time, and, and then an ISA now. And our ISA is you know really working hard to create appointments versus you know the agents dealing with all these uh, you know Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse yeah. <laughs> buyers that aren't ready that they'll never follow up with yep. unless they're ready to go buy. And so that's been a, a big addition in the last six months or so to our team. Maybe a little longer than that now actually, but um, you know having that that role and so- the agents love it. Are they prospecting within the farm, or are they just following up with the leads that you're getting? Well, so we just started prospecting. Literally, we're in our fourth week. Okay. Um, because I went, I'm just, I've been missing that, and 
I just didn't have time to do it personally. So I hired, you know, my replacement in June to, to kind of run my farm. And now we've, uh, you know, we've got four people or three people dialing every morning. And we're literally just calling through the farms. And now we're starting to call, you know, your circle prospect. You know, you're just listed, just sold. Hey, right. I just wanted to let you know. And we have our scripts. We've just started doing that. Uh, my goal is to hire an ISA just on the listing prospecting side as well as on the buyer side because they really kind of become two different things for us because um, we're just seeing the results already of prospecting and mm-hmm. uh, just blown away we didn't start it sooner. So. <laughs> it's one of those things that people either jump in on or, like you said, you wait to it and then realize it and then start doing it. So what, uh, right. what's been the most effective strategy that you found over the years? Um, you know, the best strategy honestly is just uh just being consistent sending the newsletter out the first of every month with hyper local stuff you know stuff that they're not going to find in the local newspaper you know stuff that's happening in in our communities and then just you know getting out in what i call running my realtor route um although i guess i'm not allowed to say that anymore realtor route because we can't use (laughs) nar purposes but um but i just call it you know our farm route or whatever what happens is you know, when the newsletter comes out, we have to go to all these businesses that have our newsletters in the business. Right. So it creates us on purpose every month to go visit 20, 25 businesses, um, restaurants, dentist office, you know, the dry cleaner, um, all these different businesses, and go stock the newsletter, which then creates that relationship mm-hmm. every month. So uh, it's been really cool because, you know, it just creates activities. And you walk in, you hey, can we shoot a quick business video for you? And, you know, schedule that tomorrow. And you come back and, you know, it takes no time and, you know they love you, and uh, and they'll they'll refer you out too. So that's great. So if an agent was brand new, just wanting to start a farm, what would be the best advice you could give for them? You know, I would I would just geographically look at an area as close to where you live um, as you can, and then go on you know the USPS website and and go to the EDDM and and look at the routes and see how the routes fit your farm that you want to do because that's how it's going to end up. That's what's going to form your farm and then see how many homes are in that. Is it, you know, 400? Is it 600? Is it, you know, can you get a route that's 800 or 1,000 and then figure out, okay, what's that going to cost? Go to a local printer, you know, talk to them about it, see what they would charge you to, you know, do a little newsletter, whether it's a, you know, just a one piece of paper with houses, whether it's, we use an eight and a half by 11. Well, it's a little bigger than that with EDDM, but it's basically a sheet of paper, a little bit bigger, but folded in half, which creates four pages. Mm-hmm. So two of our farms have a four page. My my main farm is an eight page, so it's two sheets of paper folded in half. And that's how we do it. It's a little booklet. Um, and just find out what that, you know, what that would cost and then say, okay, it's going to be $1,200. And then you go to your you know, your title company or your mortgage buddy and go, hey, I got a business plan. Most realtors aren't going to come to them and say, I got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to say, what can you do for me? <laughs> Versus you go to them and say, hey, I got a plan. They're going to go, wait a minute, what's wrong with you? You know, Who are, who are you? Yeah. Um, but hey, I got a plan. I got 12 months. I want to go, I want to go hammer this area. Um, you know, let, let's put, you know, you know, let's put a little ad in there about you and let's take that $1,200, divide it up and everybody puts in. And all of a sudden now we got, you know, 400 bucks a piece. Can we go commit to that for 12, 12 months? And all of a sudden, you know, I can, I, I just, I, if you're a good person and, and you're, you're authentic and you, you're, you know, you know, you're, you're, care about what you're doing you're a good realtor you're going to get appointments whether you screw those up or not that's up to you but i i believe that if you did it for 12 months you'll get appointments yeah 
it's it's amazing how effective it works. Um, it's amazing to see people who've moved away from farming because they've gone to the online stuff. But I'm seeing a few agents who really understand how important farming is and getting back to it. And it, it works. It's worked for years. It's It doesn't matter the technology. It's going to work if you do it and you do it right. Well, you know, Gary Keller, and, and obviously I'm a KW guy, but he spoke um, at Family Reunion in February. And he said, uh, and it wasn't like it was the most magical thing, but it was pretty profound to me. He said, you know, he who controls the lead source controls the leads. And he was really talking about your Zillow's and Trulia's and Craigslist and all the, you know, algorithms that change and all the things they do and all these companies keep doing is sucking more out of us as realtors, promising us something and then selling it, you know, 20 times over and keep raising the price, you know, Realtor.com, Zillow, all those. And at the end of the day, you know, you're just another number where yeah. is when you control the lead source. So I control the quantity I farm to, the quality I farm to, the quality of the product, you know, the belly to belly, the face to face. Um, to me, it was like I have a business now. It just can't be taken from me. It's now and it's predictable. That's the one have is predictable business like i i know i'm going to take 15 listings every month regardless um because i just it's it's predictable mm-hmm. now, now the question is can we take that number and crank it up to 22 25 um you know we're at 18 for the month so far so we got a few days left you know and, and we got two or three in, in the pipeline so we should be able to hit you know 2022 this month um you know now but but again if i know that you can hire to that you yep. can invest in that um and to be honest with you, you can walk away from that someday and if you hire the right replacement and still take a percentage of it yeah that's that's great advice so it's and like you said just get started with it too you gotta get started well, if you're going to be doing this, you know, why not just start even with its 500 homes? Start with a condo complex and, and dominate that, and then you know, just keep you just keep uh, you know, just keep leading with it over time. Um, you know, it will, uh, in my opinion, it will it will grow. Okay, great. So, I mean, you've taken all this information, you've boiled it down, and you've got a uh, program that you have and you put together. Do you want to take a minute and talk about that and what you can offer some to our listeners? Um. Uh, one of the things with with and I and I hate to keep saying Keller Williams, but it, it's a big training and education company. And so a lot of what they do is they take their top people and send them throughout the country and have them train other other agents. And so I've been blessed to be able to travel and and it's the good and bad. You know, you you leave your business, you go train, um, and then you have all these things that happen afterwards: questions, Facebook, emails. And you want to you want to be able to share with everyone. And I teach a lot of classes. And the problem is, you teach to a lot of people, and they go do nothing with it. And that gets real frustrating. Cause, yeah. You know, you you want people to be successful. Yeah. Um, so about a year ago, you know, I looked out there, and, and I have a lot of different designations. And I thought, you know, there's really nothing for farming. And if I could create a hub of farming like-minded people where we could share marketing ideas, um, share strategies, share what's working, what isn't. Um, you know, we could we could do something fun, and so we decided to make a designation out of it. So it's not an official like NAR, but it's uh, we called it CLME, which is Certified Local Market Expert. So CLME.com, 
And so we have eight core classes. We do a monthly marketing idea. Uh, we do interviews periodically. We did a mastermind call earlier this week on the business-to-business relationships. And we just try to help each other grow and share. And it's not all about you know me telling everyone what to do or have any ideas. It's about me sharing ideas that you know we come up with, but also that other farming agents come up with and create a collaborative group. Um, and I know statistically that NAR says um, when a person is high in, hiring their realtor, um, 94% of them say they want the local market expert, 77% say they want local area knowledge, and yet 37% say they care about tech skills. And yet we spend so much time on the best iPad presentation and web- website and how many Facebook posts and all of that, which is all valuable. But at the end of the day, how they're choosing their realtor is by if they have, you know, if they're the local market expert and if they're um, the local area expert, meaning they, they're knowledgeable about the area. So I thought, well, what better way then if I can sit down and say, oh, yeah, you know, we have some continuing education. Um, I'm a certified local market expert. I'm saying subliminally what they want to hear. Yep. Um, and they kind of know it because typically they've called me. But uh, it's been a great tool. It's been a chance to meet a lot of people. And um, so it's been fun because when people ask me questions, and, and yeah, we charge for it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's, it's created a lot to uh, put it together and maintain it. But all the information is there. I have my business in a box with all my forms, um, you know, our listing intake sheets, all everything that we do in our business, we keep updating that. We have some calculation formulas in there, so how to calculate your farm. Uh, and like I said, just the marketing ideas that we try to do every month or as often as you know, we come up with them or get them from other agents. And so, like I said, it's been a lot of fun because I'm meeting people all over the world now and, um, you know, connecting them and helping them build farms. Um, I was just in Austin last week and had a guy that's in our program said, you know, he started with 1,200 homes. Um, actually, he heard me speak in 2010, and he's now up to like 8,000. Um, he's now teaching another guy in, a, in another city next to him and sharing his success and he's like man i owe it to you because you made me turn up the heat and and, uh, i just started following things you were saying and now i've got this big business and uh he was just smiling ear to ear he's just like man it's so cool to to you know have this now where i'm not stressing every month you know how am i going to pay my bills or i hope the phone rings because i'm on purpose i have activities to do so so that was the idea and i appreciate you letting me share it um i do have if you use kk150 KK150, uh, that takes 150 bucks off uh, the program for your group. And uh, uh, we'd love to get people involved. Of course, they can cancel you know, if they don't like it. I don't, it's not going to hurt my feelings. We're just trying to, to, trying to share and add value um, and continue to share and add value so we can help each other become you know, better professionals and, uh, and make a bunch of money along the way and develop relationships. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's who our listeners are. It's agents who understand the value of niche marketing finding that niche or market they can go after. So they would definitely appreciate that. So we'll put that in the show notes so they can check that out. We'll put the code in there for them to check it out. So if they want to check out what you're up to, what's the best way for our listeners to, to find out? You know, they can, uh, I mean, anytime you're welcome to email me. My uh, email is just Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y, at, and then Klaus Team, K-L-A-U-S-T-E-A-M.com. Obviously, video on there just to talk a little bit about what we do you can go to 85209.com again that's 85209.com that's one of our community websites 
and um, you know, it kind of gives you an idea. Um, our online presence, as well as of course Facebook, same thing, eight five two zero nine, and we kind of link the two together because we know Facebook. Why not use that? You don't have to have a community website if you build a good Facebook page, mm -hmm. but the community website allows us to to connect a little, add a little bit. We have more control of that one. So. Mm -hmm. That's great. So those are a couple places to check out some of the stuff we're doing. We've got samples of our newsletter in uh, in the resource center there, so it lays out. We actually have a whole webinar on the calls to action, where we do them. I literally broken down each page um, of years of years. I mean, this is you know twelve years of doing this newsletter, and you learn a lot along the way. Um, so it helps us. Uh, you know, we've we've learned how to refine it and make it better. So. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being on the show and thank you for sharing your insights. So uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what you're up to. And if our listeners want to check you out, we can uh, click on the links below and check that out. Definitely, man. It's an honor. I uh, truly appreciate uh, being able to share and, and hopefully um, I've listened to a couple of years and uh, picking up some ideas. So good stuff and uh, proud of what you're doing out there. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for being on. All right, man. Bye.